You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. church. Good morning. I um, first just want to give honor where honor is due. The fact that Pastor Mike desires to see and pull out the giftings of the people in in this church, in the Father's house. Um, That's no small thing. And so I just say thank you, Pastor Mike, for that. Um, As much as some of the time I didn't want to do this, to be honest, and we'll get into that later, um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for a pastor who um, wants to see the gifts on the inside of the church body developed. So thank you. Um, It is Mother's Day, and I am a mom, and I will say happy Mother's Day. My brother, his name is Ben, he's been here for a little while. Um, Yeah, you can give him, he's wonderful. Um, My brother, he's one of my best friends, and he asked me while I was preparing, he asked me, he's like, are you going to speak about motherhood? And I said, (laughs) you hear him laugh? I said, no. He's like, are you going to speak about woman power? And I said, no. (laughs) So I'm not going to speak about motherhood this morning, but I do believe that God has given me a word, and I believe it at the core of who I am, or I would not be up here. And so um, we're going to see what God has for us this morning. Yes? Amen. So we're going to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let's see, do we have that slide? Wonderful. Verse 12. Just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. Everyone say one body. So it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by one spirit. Everyone say one spirit. So it's to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. And if, for, if I would not reason to stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you have created us to live in unity with you through the blood of Jesus and with one another. Your word says that it is your will that your children would live in unity with one another. And so, God, we submit ourselves to that today. Thank you for your word that it's living and it's active and it's powerful. It's moving. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity. I don't take it lightly. I pray that I would be a vessel and nothing more, nothing less for your spirit, Holy Spirit, speak through me. I can't do it on my own. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you were here last Sunday, Pastor Mike um, kind of piggybacked off what Pastor Faith had spoken of, so we're kind of going to keep going down this flow, okay? Um, so Pastor Faith talked about not becoming too familiar, that we would never lose the joy and the wonder and the awe of knowing God and what Jesus has done for us. And then Pastor Mike came in last Sunday and the Lord spoke so powerfully through him. It was such a good Sunday because we were getting back to the basics. That's what the Lord just kept saying. We're getting back to the basics. It's about Jesus. It's about the fact that God sent his one and only son to live a sinless and perfect life so that our sins could be forgiven and we could be in unity and community and connection with a living God. And when we remember how he saved us, we have reason to rejoice always. And when we see how he continues to save those around us, guess what? We have reason to rejoice always. And so we're going to keep going into back to the basics. I was reminded last Sunday of maybe some of the beginning parts of my walk with the Lord. I hope that that kind of brought memories for you guys too last week. If you haven't watched it or you weren't here, please go back and watch it. But I was remembering um, I was eight years old. And we had gone through just a hard season as a family. And mom and had taken us, her three children, God bless her, and she had moved. And we kind of paused in that move on going to church. But my mama would still, mama, I love you. <laughs> don't cry. Um, my mama would still sing hymns to me. I don't know if you know the song, By and By. <laughs> yeah, she would sing hymns to me, By and By. We remember that one. Um, and she would sing, I don't know what the, what the title is, but it's And He Walks With Me. Yeah, isn't it good? And she would sing those to me still, so it's not like God was not in our home. We had just paused on church. And I still held my Bible like a teddy bear at night. And I remember, I'm eight, y'all. I don't, I don't think I realized what this meant because, until I had children of my own and realized what happens with eight-year-olds and how maybe unusual this would be. Um, I was reading my Bible by myself in my room. And it was talking about baptism. And the Lord spoke to me. He's like, you've believed on me, right? And you've chosen to follow me. I said, yeah. He's like, well, then you've got to get baptized, Lauren. So I walked out of my bedroom, and my mama was in the kitchen. And I said, mama, I got to go get baptized. We gotta, you got to take me to church so I can get baptized. And sure enough, she said, I guess here's my sign. And she took me to church shortly after I got baptized at eight years old. And I will tell you from that moment on, I fell in love not only with Jesus, but with the local church. I fell in love with the bride of Christ. It became so evident to me that I could not be who God had called me to be apart from the local body. And when I say church, I'm not talking about this specific house. I love this house. I'm grateful for this house. I'm talking about the big church, the bride of Christ, where whom Jesus is coming back for one day, right? It was in the, in the church where I learned how to serve. 
I learned it wasn't just about me. It was in the church where I learned to sacrifice. I started tithing at a really young age. And not just tithing, but also giving of my time and my resources and my energy. It's in the church where I got extended family who came and rallied alongside me and my family in difficult times and loved us so well. Y'all, I can't tell you how many people paid for me to go to youth camps and mission trips. I can't tell you, I was about to go off to college and I'd worked since I was 15 and I worked hard. About to go off to college and this man in my church came up to me one Sunday and he said, so thankful for him, he said, Lauren, the Lord told me that you don't need to work your first semester of college. And he said, I'm going to give you an allowance every week so that you can just adjust and transition and you can focus on learning and you're not going to have to work. Is that not amazing? I was, at first I was like, please don't do that. Please don't do that because I'm going to feel indebted to you. And he said, Lauren, if I don't do this, I would be disobedient to God. And said, I said, okay, I'll receive that. <laughs> I'll receive that. I mentioned that because this, when we look at 1 Corinthians 12, that is the body functioning. Amen. That is the way it's supposed to be. So when we're talking about getting back to the basics, yes, it's Jesus, but there's more that he's trying to give us. It all starts with him. He's the priority. And then there's some add-ons. Because of his grace and his kindness and his love for his children. So, the church is for his glory. The bride is for his glory. It all starts you were created and I was created so that God would be glorified through us. That's pretty basic. It's for him. It's, his, it's for his glory. And he will do with us as he pleases. What I love in 1 Corinthians 12, it says in verse 11, which we don't have um, on the screen, but if you have the Bible or your app, verse 11 all these are the work of the one and the same Spirit, and He distributes to each of them just as He determines. It is His will that each of us would be operating in the fullness that has been paid for through the blood of Jesus, and He has distributed His people just as He pleases, and he's given each one of us a gift. I think sometimes, if you've been in church long enough, or maybe if you're new to church, um, it might be hard to understand or to recognize that you are not excluded from the gifts of God. It says that he gave to each one of them. So if you have believed on Jesus, repented of your sin, which we all have, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, then guess what? 
You have a gift that he has given you to operate in. And the body operating as it should with those gifts will cause us to dwell in unity, will cause us to bring him glory. I was reading some commentary on the scripture and the commentary said that there were at least 17 gifts mentioned in the New Testament. 17 gifts distributed to believers. So you might be sitting here today and you might be thinking, I don't know what my gift is or I don't have one. If you think you don't have one, that is a lie from the enemy. His word says he has given you a gift. And when you are a part of the local body, you are to walk and move and function in that gift. Just like the gentleman who paid for me allowance for my freshman year of college. And because of what he did, I could function in a different way. Do you know what I did? I joined campus ministry. I was a religious studies major at Western Kentucky University. What is that? I don't even know. But I just, I knew that I was hungry for the things of God. I knew that I was called to be on a college campus because I wanted to minister to people on campus. And because this man did what he did, he allowed me to minister in a campus ministry. funny you can see God's hand move because I started serving in that campus ministry and then about two years in they said Lauren you can live here for free <laughs> isn't that just wild I got to live there for free junior and senior year of college and I didn't have to pay for rent for anything and it was all tied to the fact that this man said I'm gonna function as God has told me to function and I'm gonna give freely what do we do with gifts, y'all? We give them away. If I have a gift, I'm gonna give it. Everyone say amen. Amen, Lord, I'm thankful for the gifts. Uh, this hasn't always been easy for me to, I mean, I've loved the bride of Christ for a really long time, but um, the bride is filled with lots of people. <laughs> And sometimes um, it gets hard. And sometimes it's hard to choose unity. And um, I feel like I'd been in the body of Christ. I'd prioritized it for so long. And then um, we hit a season in our life where God just kind of stirred everything up. And we had moved to pursue ministry opportunity. Two days before that move, I found out I was pregnant. And it was a nine-hour, eight-hour drive away from here, and my husband was commuting to Charlotte from Owensboro. I found out I'm pregnant, and I'm going to be working this full-time job, and it was not planned nor anticipated. And so nine months, eight and a half months in, we wave our white flags, and we say, Lord, we're going home. <laughs> we came home, and that was January of 2020. I had my baby. Praise God for small surprises. And she's wonderful. And um, I had my baby, and then this, it sounds strange to call this miraculous, but this thing happened where COVID came. And what I learned in that season, I was actually so relieved. I know that that sounds awful. I did not want anyone to be sick or hurting, but I was relieved for a break. 
I just didn't want to do it anymore, y'all. I, I didn't want to be a part of the local body. I had convinced myself, um, Lauren, or maybe the enemy, I convinced myself that if I just, you know, all I need to commune with God, like I'll listen to all the podcasts and all the sermons, I'll worship in my living room with my kids, I still have friends who are believers and we do life together, that's it, that's all I need. And I stayed in that place for a little bit and God just gently corrected me. And he said, Lauren, if you are not a part of a local body, there are gifts on the inside of you that will never come into fruition and you will suffer because you are not receiving the gifts from others. You cannot function without being connected to the local body. You cannot function in the fullness that God has paid, Jesus' blood has paid for without the local body. And I know that it's hard sometimes. You know, there was, um, I got to this place where I just wanted to quit. And I was reminded of the scripture, do not grow weary in doing good. Pastor Mike, I think you mentioned that a few weeks ago. It was from Galatians, I believe. Do not grow weary in doing good. And then there was another scripture which seemed, I'm like, this is why I'm weary, Lord. Because he says to give yourself fully to the work of the gospel. And I have gotten to a place where I did not, not only did I want to, <laughs> to completely hide and not give of myself at all, but I certainly wasn't going to give of myself fully. Fully, Lord, all of me, the broken pieces, the insecure pieces. And then what if I try and I fail? And the Lord said, it's all for my glory. When you give yourself fully, it will always be for my glory. And so we started to get back into church. And here we are today. Listen, the church, the body of Christ, is a unique and powerful system. What do I mean by system? I mean, I study family systems. I love to watch how one member or one role of a family can impact the rest of the household. Have you guys ever experienced that? One member, one family member can impact everything, right? Um, I'm thinking, you know, my girl, she um, is starting to get more social because, you know, that's age appropriate, I guess, when you're 12. But she's starting to get more social and she has gone to some of the events with the youth recently, the Pursuit Weekend and then the weekend prior to that. And I just felt like the whole house was different when she wasn't there. You know? I could just feel it. The Lord says that that's what happens when a member of his bride is not functioning in the way that it is supposed to. The whole body is affected. 
The whole body can feel the loss when somebody is not operating as God has called them to operate. The whole body can feel the loss. If you said, I'm checked out, I'll sit on a pew, but I refuse to be active. I'm saying today, let those spiritual gifts that God has given you be activated in the name of Jesus so that his body, his bride could function as it was meant to function from the very beginning, a beautiful bride living in unity. When God sets up a system, it's always first for his glory and then for our good. For his glory and then for our good. Why does he do that? Because he's kind and he's loving. He desires us. That baby, sweet boy. And so when we recognize that any system that he's set up is for his glory and for our good, I want you to recognize that there is no way that your good, the good for you, the best for you, will ever come into fruition apart from living in unity amongst believers. We cannot separate our good from his glory. I can't say, well, oh, this is what's good for me. And if it's not glorifying to God, I promise you it's not what's good for you. If it does not honor God, I promise you it is not what is good for you. I just want the Lord to be honored and glorified, you know? And I love community. I love watching people live in peace and unity. And I love seeing the gifts of God come alive in someone and them realizing that they have worth and value and purpose because they were created in the image of God. And it breaks my heart when we think that we can be disconnected and still live in the fullness of what Jesus died for. I know it's tempting, y'all. It's so tempting to say, I'll just stand back here and I'll watch. I promise you, we've been sitting in the back the whole time we've been here. Mike said this morning, you and your family are gonna sit up in the front. And my husband and I said, ugh. I know that it's hard and risky to be seen. And when I say be seen, maybe I should reword that. You're created in the image of God. So the desire for you to be known is healthy. Because if you're created in his image, there is part of you that needs to be known so that God can be glorified. It is not being seen so that anybody can say, look at me, this is what I can do. It's so that that part of you that was created in the image of God will point to a holy creator. And so it's okay to want to be known. Because when you're known, you can point to the one who knew you first, who loved you first. This morning when we were praying, not the bottom, not the bottom of the mic, okay. You all know if you hold the bottom, it just goes silent, okay. So 
we were praying in the back, and I, y'all, I've been, Pastor Mike asked me to do this, you know? It was really funny what he said. I'm going to tell him you a little bit. But he said, he goes, I just feel like the Lord told me to ask you, and he said, it's, you know, like, this is what needs to happen, and I want to ask you to pray about it, but I guess pray about it, but I also feel like that's what the Lord said. And, um, and I did pray about it, and I did want to do that retreat thing. Um, I did want to go back in hiding for a little bit, and the Lord just reminded me, you're a part of the body, and you will suffer if you're not functioning as I've called you to, and the body will suffer. If we look at our bodies, we know when something's out of whack, right? I mean, my toddler, if she has a paper cut, it's like her, the rest of her whole body's falling apart, right? We know when something's off, and God has created this system. It's a unique system where everyone is interconnected. You cannot separate us. There might be some people here who say, I wish that I could separate myself from that body part. I've been there too, y'all. But the Lord's calling us to live in unity. So when I was praying this morning, I said, Lord, what's the call to action today? What do you want from your body, from your bride? And he said, I want unity. And when we were praying in the room here before service, it was beautiful because it's Letitia, yes, Letitia and the prayer team that they had met this morning and she came in to share and she said, we were just praying in, we felt like the Lord said, unity. I mean, I wrote it on my notes, y'all. It's so cool whenever you get to see God speak like that. He said unity. If we look in Acts chapter two, when the church is really being launched, it says that they, that they devoted themselves to fellowship. And fellowship just doesn't mean, hey, we, like, I grew up sometimes where you would have the fellowship hall, which just meant you ate a lot of really buttery food. And you said, you know it, yeah. You ate a lot of buttery food, and then you gabbed for a minute, and then you cleaned up and you left. That is not the biblical definition of fellowship. Fellowship is this deep intertwining of people and relationships. It is where our lives are meshed together. So that if you have a need, I can meet it. If I have a need, you can help me out. So that if I'm hurting, you can feel it. If you're hurting, I can feel it. But if all I do is check in for a second and then peace out at the end, I will never feel it if someone is hurting. So the book of Acts, they devoted themselves to fellowship. It said sound doctrine and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And so what happened after they devoted themselves to that? Numbers were added daily. Numbers were added daily because they did something so simple. They started to depend on one another. We sing the song, Give Me Jesus. And yes, give me Jesus. But there are needs that he's put on the inside of us. 
And it is holy for you to depend on other people in the body of Christ. He set it up that way. It is holy for you to need, to need him and to need one another. I was reminded, lastly, we can have our band come up in our prayer team. My husband laughed because he said, my mom had a signal. This is what we talked about yesterday when I was preparing. My mom said, if you get too carried away with talking about your childhood, we're going to have this signal of reel it in. And, and then my husband said, if you're going too long, we'll have the signal of me hitting my watch. And so I've been watching y'all the whole time, and I feel like I'm doing pretty good so far. Y'all, we have fun together. We just like to laugh and tease. But um, the call to action, the scripture that came to me this morning was out of Matthew 5, I believe, and it's Jesus talking. Our prayer team can come on up to you, please. And Jesus said this. He said, if you are bringing an offering to me in my house, and you remember that your brother or your sister has something against you, leave your offering and go make it right so that you can be reconciled to them. What's interesting about that scripture, it doesn't say, hey, wait for them to come to you. It says, if you remember somebody's got a problem with you that is in the body of Christ, is your brother or sister in Christ, you remember that they have an issue with you. And you guys are just walking past each other, hoping not to make eye contact. If you remember it, before you even bring the offering to me, go to your brother, go to your sister so that you can be reconciled to them. And so this morning, I wanna make room for that because I feel like it's what Holy Spirit said. If there's someone in here and you're like, we've got some issues. This is your opportunity to pray with them, to pursue unity to recognize that they are a part of a body that you vitally need. Repent if there's a time to repent. Show grace and show love. Maybe you're here and you're like, I don't know about this body stuff, I just came. My mama told me to come today. I wanna tell you that God loves you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And the distance and the longing that you feel, that's natural when you're disconnected from your creator. But there's an opportunity today for you to be connected to him. Because the blood of Jesus covers a multitude of sins, all of them. And he's saying, come to me and I'll place you in a body and you can live in fullness and freedom. So let's just pray today. And if you guys would stand with me, let's just be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying. If your heart's pounding out of your chest, recognize that God has given you a body that gives you signs and triggers 
to let you know something needs to be done. Just like Letitia said, it was so beautiful. My stomach was nauseous and I asked him, what are you doing? What are you saying? If your heart's pounding, Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? Is there somebody I need to make it right with? Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? Let us be humble and put our pride aside. Father, we give ourselves to you wholly, fully. And when we start to grow tired and weary and doing good, Lord, let us remember that you are our strength and you are our help and we cannot do it on our own. It is okay to be weak because you have an unlimited supply of strength. It is okay to need because this is how you've created us. And in the system that you've designed, that brings you glory. So Lord, let us operate in the grace that you've given us. Let us love you well as your bride. Let us love one another well. Let us use our gifts that you've given us to serve and to love. Every time that you mention these gifts, Lord, every time you mention the body, it always comes close to loving one another well. Father, we love you. Maddie, could you just lead us in a song? worshiping God. God, we love you. Take this time. Come and be prayed for if you need to be prayed for. If there's someone in the room you need to pull and bring to the altar, bring them. Or maybe you just want to sit next to them and say, listen, I feel like we've had some tension and I just need to squash it because I desire unity in the body above my pride. I just want to recognize I was writing on my notebook and she was speaking. Lauren was up here. I don't know if you noticed, but she was just kind of trembling the whole time she was speaking. And I wrote on my paper, I said, she's having a proper response to what she's doing this morning. That's how, that's how it should be a big deal like that, amen? So, so good. Can you just put your hand on your neighbor? You can just pray simply, say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way in their life. Bless them beyond measure. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Hey, once again, let's just put our hands together for Jesus. It all belongs to him. If you need prayer, please come before you go. Bless you guys. Happy Mother's Day. Have a good afternoon. We love you guys. If you need prayer, the altars are open. Our prayer team is ready.